Hello, and welcome to The Bite, Hope Brooklyn's weekly podcast for bite-sized spiritual thoughts to inspire you as you center your life around God's great story. Thanks so much for listening. Our passage today is Matthew 10, verses 32 through 39. This is what we read. Jesus is speaking, and he says, Whoever acknowledges me before others, I will also acknowledge before my Father in heaven. But whoever disowns me before others, I will disown before my Father in heaven. Do not suppose that I have come to bring peace to the earth. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I have come to turn a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. A man's enemies will be the members of his own household. Anyone who loves their father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. Anyone who loves their son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Whoever does not take up their cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds their life will lose it, and whoever loses their life for my sake will find it. This is a really tough teaching. We're still in the middle of of Jesus' commissioning of the 70 uh, disciples to go out to the surrounding towns and regions and preach the gospel to prepare the soil for Jesus to come. And Jesus is continuing to explore um, what it means to send his followers out by saying that he, as the embodiment of truth, as, as the embodiment of love and peace and joy and hope, he, as the true reality, the true light, he has come into the dark world and consequently it's going to get really messy. For the line in the sand that separates the light from the darkness is Jesus himself. And everyone will have to make an account of who this man is. Everyone will have to give some sort of account for who they think Jesus is. Is he just a teacher? Is he a prophet? Is he in fact God's son? Who is Jesus? And he's saying that it's going to get messy. That's what we have here. It's going to get messy. For the stakes are the highest possible. Our call into relationship with him is nothing short of letting go our control over our own lives. Even if that means not holding on to our deepest friendships and loved ones. Jesus is asking, no, no, no. He's demanding supremacy in our hearts. And he says that when he has that, he's not going to rule us cruelly. He's going to love us. That that relationship is going to bring us back to life. He's going to speak truth into our souls and open our eyes to the true reality of the world. And if we allow such death, because it will feel like death, putting God as more important than our closest and deepest relationships that laying down of our lives will result not in losing our life, but in actually finding what we're all searching for, true joy and peace and love. And if I may say it, true love for our loved ones that we just laid down. it's, It's the backwards logic of God. Hold on to your life and you lose it all, but give it up and you get it all back. I found this logic really true in in marriage, especially early on with Anna. Um, We got married and um, I really wanted to do devotions together as a couple. 
Um, I was really excited to, to wake up early and to, to read scripture together and, and all that. Um, I wanted it so badly. And I realized pretty early on <laughs> that Anna and I are different. That I relate with God through scripture and reading scripture early in the morning. Anna does not relate best with God in that way. And, and her and I, we had some discord because we both wanted a relationship, even a spiritual relationship with one another, more than we wanted relationship with God. We weren't willing to let the other person go and relate with God as, they, um, as it was best for them. And consequently, that was destroying our marriage. <laughs> that was creating division and that was creating friction. So we relented. We sought solace, not in each other's arms, trying to bend the other um, to the way we wanted. But we sought solace in, in God who made us and knows us. We, we released the other to pursue a relationship with God as they deemed best. And what we found is a complete freedom that has in fact allowed us to love the other person better. To love them better than we were able to when we were desperately trying to love the other by holding on to them so tightly and controlling them. Give up your life. Give up your closest relationships and you won't lose them. It'll feel like you're losing them at first, but instead you're going to find them. Try and find your life. Try and mold your life. Mold your, your family. Mold your friendships. Mold, mold everything the way you would control it. Pursue that above all else. Try and find it. Hold on to it. And you're going to lose it all. You're going to lose it. I cannot love Anna more than God. And if I choose to put Anna first, if I choose to obey her request before God's, I actually will lose Anna. For I cannot serve her or love her well enough to please her completely. And I will be keeping her from the only one who can. But if I put God first, if I make him my primary relationship, which will feel like a betrayal at first to Anna, because it'll be a setting her free to do and pursue whatever type of relationship with God she wants. I, in fact, will find not that I lose love for her, but that I know in a deeper and better way how to love her. I love her in the appropriate proportion, not seeking ultimate meaning from our relationship, but out of the overflow of my relationship with God, being able to love and serve her well. And perhaps all of this is best described by C.S. Lewis. He says, the more we get what we now call ourselves out of the way and let him take us over, the more truly ourselves we become. In that sense, our real selves, or we could say our real relationships, are all waiting for us in him. It is no good trying to be myself without him. Your real new self will not come as long as you are looking for it. It will come when you are looking for him. Jesus, this is a tough lesson because this doesn't make logical sense to us. We think that if we want something, we should pursue it above all else. And that's how we achieve it. But you're saying that we need to give all of that up, all of those pursuits up, and not give them up as in never, 
Never pursue them again. But it might feel that way at first, to die to those things that we think we want so deeply and find rest and find that in relationship with you, we have all that we need. We have enough. And then when we realize we have enough in you, we get it all back in its appropriate measure and place. So Lord, I don't know what it is for the people listening, what that thing is. Maybe it's a relationship. Maybe it's a lack of a relationship that they want so badly. Maybe it's a job that they don't know what to do. Maybe it's a, a promotion or a career change, or maybe it's their child who, who is bringing such meaning to their life, but, but it was never meant to bring this ultimate sense of meaning that you were meant to bring it, that the child still will, will let them down. Whatever it is, Lord, those deep things of the heart, would you encourage us to let them go, to die to them, and to throw all of our heart and our love and our affection onto you, trusting that if we do that, we will not lose them, we will not lose our life, but we'll get it all back. We'll actually find it the way we're searching for right now. We love you, Jesus. We praise you. It's in your name. Amen. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of The Bite. To find out more about the mission and ministry of Hope Brooklyn and to subscribe to our other podcasts and lots more, visit us online at www.hopebrooklyn.org.